I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Scuderia F1, the podcast that's always up to speed with the latest Formula One news. Follow us on Twitter at Scuderia F1 Pod and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Daly and Kevin Laramang. Hey everybody, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast that is always up to speed with Formula One here on the Overtime Media Network. I'm your host, Mark Daly. Welcome back to the show. And it is Sunday night. And of course, on Sundays, we talk about the race that was, that being the Grand Prix Imola this past uh, weekend, a shortened two-day version, but um, it was good. It's also been a very, very busy weekend around here. I hope for all of you out there that were enjoying and celebrating the Halloween uh, holiday on Saturday night, that it was good for you. We actually took part in a drive-through trick-or-treating at the uh, the PE Fairgrounds as the Pacific National Exhibition. I guess you could say it's fairly equivalent uh, to a state fair or something like that. Anyways, it was kind of cool. The uh, the decorations and the special effects made it uh, really good, and the kids uh, really enjoyed it. And that includes myself, so I guess we could say kids of all ages. Anyways, we're not here to talk about ghouls and goblins and things that go bump in the night. Uh, perhaps we will at some point in the off-season <laughs> <laughs> when there's not much else to do and we sit around a virtual campfire telling stories. But uh, let's wait until the season is well and truly over and we have uh, nothing else uh, to talk about. Anyways, let's get to it and let's talk about what was quite an eventful afternoon at uh, Emma. Let's go down the race uh, classification. Of course, uh, the big news is what with a 1-2 finish for the two uh, Silver Arrows, the Mercedes. That means that uh, the Mercedes-Benz team has locked up the Constructors' Championship for 2020. They're seventh in a row, which sets a new record. Uh, they were previously tied on six with the Ferrari who won it a whole bunch of times. Half a dozen times in the late 90s and early 2000s. So there you go. Anyways, uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, won the race on Sunday, followed by Valtteri Bottas. Danny Ricardo coming home in third for the second time in three races. Danny Kvyat in the Alpha Tauri in fourth. No, I did not say that incorrectly. Quite uh, quite a good finish to the end uh, for, for Danny Kvyat. A pretty decent race for him today. Uh, Charles Leclerc, P5 for Ferrari. Sergio Perez in sixth. Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris. 7th and 8th for McLaren. You had Kimi Raikkonen and Antonio Giovinazzi coming home in 9th and 10th in the two Alfa Romeos. And then you had in 11th, Nick Latifi, Sebastian Vettel in 12th, and then Lance Stroll in 13th. 14th was uh, Roman Grosjean, and the last of the classified cars was Alexander Albon. And we're going to talk a little bit about Alex uh, a little bit uh, later on. There were five cars not classified at the end of the race, including George Russell, who sadly crashed in an embarrassing moment behind the 
safety car. We'll talk about that as well. Max Verstappen, uh, who had a puncture that uh, threw him out of the race, which was uh, sad. Kevin Magnussen, Esteban Alco, and uh, Pierre Gasly. So there you go. It was, uh, like I say, it was a, it was an interesting race. I quite uh, quite enjoyed it. Uh, you know, uh, Lewis did make some uh, some some predictions before the race that just the the, the nature of Imola and the fact that it's quite narrow might uh, make uh, for a bit of a, a boring race. But I think there was still some good overtaking. That notwithstanding, we had a virtual safety car and a real safety car, and uh, you know, I, I thought it was good value for money. I think that uh, that it did, it lived up uh, to uh, expectations and enjoy it because it might be a very very long time before we go back. Anyways, uh, let's just uh, quickly look at the uh, the constructors uh, championship. Uh, usually, I do the drivers first, but first of all, Mercedes four hundred and seventy nine points. Of course, uh, like I said, they've locked up the constructors championship once again, like they've done every year since. 2014. Uh, Red Bull in second, 226. Renault uh, third with 134 points. Then you have McLaren and Racing Points tied on 134. So one point uh, but three, uh, between all three of those teams. So like I've been saying for the past uh, couple of weeks, let's uh, keep an eye on that. So 134 and 135 uh, separating You know, for, for three teams. I think that's uh, outstanding. Ferrari sixth, Alpha Tauri seventh. Uh, eighth is uh, Alpha Romeo. Haas is in ninth. And then you have uh, Williams at the bottom, sadly not to score a point in the World Championship uh, so far this year. On the driver's side, again, it's just a matter of time before Lewis is crowned a world champion uh, for, for 2020, and he, he's currently on 282 points, uh, leading his teammate uh, Valtteri Bottas by a country mile. The, the Finn has 197. Uh, Max uh, is uh, Verstappen is in third with 162. Then you have Danny Ricardo, Charles Leclerc, Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly uh, rounding out the top 10. And Albon and Gasly, the two that um, draw a lot of comparisons, uh, <laughs> what with the whole switcheroo at, uh, at, uh, at Red Bull last year. Gasly, 63 points, uh, currently 10th in the, uh, the, the the Drivers' Championship, as I said. He's only a point behind uh, Alex Albon, and uh, we'll talk uh, all about that uh, a little bit later on, or at least about uh, Alex Albon. I think we may have seen the moments that may have given him, the or Red Bull, maybe that uh, maybe that little nudge to really make a decision uh, one way or another to, uh, you know, when they decide to whether or not to bring him back next year or not. Uh, so like I say, um, it was a very interesting race. And the big news, of course, is that that record setting win for, um, for, for Mercedes, uh, clinching that seventh uh, Constructors uh, Championship. It, it really is uh, outstanding. <laughs> you know, I never thought that uh, you would see dominance in, in Formula One like that again now. After we saw it uh, nearly uh, two decades ago with uh, with, with Ferrari, I mean, what uh, they did with Jean Todt and Ross Braun and Michael Schumacher really was uh, quite special. So to see that equaled again and and surpassed and bettered uh, really is uh, quite uh, amazing. Anyways, um, uh, Lewis Hamilton had to say after the race, quote, I look at my crew, this team here, and I all know that these men and women back at the factory, back in Brackley and Bricksworth, they are the unsung heroes. They're the ones that have really grafted away and have never given up, just continue to push and elevate and innovate. People watch it and maybe think we're used to this, but it always just feels like the first uh, with this team – 
And I think that's because of the spirit. So I'm forever, forever grateful to everyone to be a part of it, to be part of a re- breaking a record like this. No team has done this before. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And uh, to come back year on year, and whilst we have a great performance, it is not easy to continue to deliver weekend in, weekend out. Seven-time champs, this is something I'm going to be able to tell my grandchildren one day, end quote. Absolutely. You know, uh, as much as I sit here sometimes and uh, and criticize and say that uh, that sometimes it gets a little bit boring, I mean, that doesn't... that. That's purely from my my perspective on the, the the sporting aspect of it. I have the utmost respect for what uh, the Mercedes have done because it is not easy. And uh, just like uh, Lewis says, that uh, that they're able to con- continue to deliver each and every weekend, each and every year, really is uh, is, is something special. I mean, uh, of course, they have a lot of money and resources to put into it, but still, just having a lot of money does not solve uh, everything. You have to spend it properly. You have to know where to invest. You have to get the right people in there. You have to give them the right tools, all these different things, all the the, the infrastructure that has to be in place. And uh, what they have done is uh, absolutely, um, it's it's awesome. It, re- it really, really is. Uh, anyways, um, we should uh, talk a little bit more about uh, some of the other things that maybe didn't uh, get a lot of news uh, throughout uh, the, the the race today. And uh, one of those was uh, Sergio Perez, who was uh, you know, he was running really well there at the end. I mean, you had that incident uh, with uh, with Max Verstappen with what about uh, 10, 12 laps uh, to go, where he had a puncture, crashed into the gravel in a, a pretty nasty spot, and it was pretty obvious uh, right away that uh, he would have to or the the, the safety car would. Have have to be uh, deployed so the, uh, the the track workers could get that car out of the way and uh, and and make it uh, safe. You know, was it really unfortunate for Max because he was really running well. I know that once uh, it, it was Max and uh, and Valtteri Bottas and uh, Valtteri uh, picking up that uh, that that damage to the floor of, uh, of his car in lap two, and Max was uh, was there and thereabouts uh, for quite a long time, and they were just a little bit ahead of uh, Lewis Hamilton. But after those two went in for their for their for their pit stops, what Lewis did for such a long time. To really put in those fast laps and then uh, and overcut uh, both of those drivers and, and come out uh, with the gap that he had and then after that I mean he was just uh, he, he was just gone I mean it was uh, really quite impressive I mean of course uh, Bottas was struggling with the issues that he had with the damage uh, to his floor but still I mean uh, Max was going pretty good and, and that's pretty much been the story all year hasn't it I mean you've had the the, the Mercedes cars out in front usually Lewis uh, you know <laughs> setting the pace like he always does and then Max just at arm's length Length behind Bottas, and uh, today it wasn't quite to arm's length. It was a lot closer. Uh, Bottas going off and into the gravel a couple of times, and Max uh, eventually being able to, to to pass him. I mean, once he got in front of Bottas, I mean, he was never going to catch uh, Hamilton, unfortunately. But kind of feel sorry for Max because uh, he really fought hard, and that was not the way that uh, he deserved to have his afternoon end. But uh, unfortunately, that is just uh, just motor racing, and and certainly it made for an interesting finish to the. Race. I mean, I, I don't think anybody expected to see another incident uh, behind the safety car. I mean, just as it looked like uh, the, the, the track workers had uh, gotten Max's car out of the way and got that all cleaned up, they were just a couple of quarters uh, up the track there, sorting out all the debris and getting rid of uh, George Russell's Williams, who uh, unfortunately under throttle and uh, just uh, getting some heat into the tire, just uh, the car snapped away from him and he just uh, went straight into the wall. I mean, uh, there, there really are 
are no words for that. I mean, just quite a humiliating uh, moment uh, for, for poor George, who, again, it looks like he is just completely snake bit, that he's just not going to be able to get any points this year, no matter what he does or how hard he drives. And it uh, it really is a shame. That was, uh, that was an embarrassing moment. We'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit uh, further into the show. Anyways, it's time for a quick break here on the Overtime Media Network, so don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey guys, so between the NFL, college ball, MLB playoffs, NHL, NBA, Formula One, whatever it is you're into, there's never any shortage of games to watch. And with thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events, you can turn your game day into payday with my bookie. So if you're the type of guy who likes to back the big favorites, consider putting a couple in a parlay for the much bigger payout. Not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real money maker. And don't forget the underdogs, because they have a ton of value. The thing about the NFL is that underdogs are never really dogs on a Sunday, and every tree team truly has a chance to win, and so do you. So game spreads, championship futures, and player prop bets, it's never too late to get in on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. So sign up at MyBookie, and when you do, use my special promo code OVERTIME to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a 1000 bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code OVERTIME for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all the major sports and more. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. All right. Well, welcome back to the show and moving right along. I just, uh, well, I wanted to talk to about it before the break there, just, uh, about Sergio Perez. Uh, here's a guy. I mean, he's not having much uh, luck either. I mean, just, uh, you know, like we were just talking about uh, some other drivers that were maybe having a run of luck going against them uh, recently as well. I mean, Perez started 11th at the Imola. He had a pretty good, uh, uh, start and he managed to, uh, you know, get, uh, six cars with a, you know, he put a really, really long stint on the media. Medium tires. I mean, a lot of drivers came in uh, a lot earlier because, I mean, the, the the tires were degrading a lot faster than expected. And, uh, you know, you, you saw that graphic right at the beginning of the race. I think that uh, if you started on softs, I think they were expecting them to go to about lap 22 and then switch to the mediums. If you started on the mediums, I think the uh, the expected tire life was to get you to about lap 26 and then uh, go all the way to the end to, to lap 63. But in reality, I mean, uh, guys were stopping about uh, 10 laps uh, sooner than that. But then you had guys like Kimi Raikkonen, Sebastian Vettel, and Sergio Perez, who went significantly longer. And uh, don't get me started on Sebastian Vettel, who did such a good job. And then he goes in, and not only did they um, could get the, the the tire on properly on the re- left rear, but also the right front. So again, I mean, uh, poor old Sebastian. I mean, the sooner he can get out of Ferrari, the better, because it has just uh, been an absolute nightmare of the season. Anyways, uh, going back to uh, Sergio Perez, I mean, he was uh, he was sitting there right at uh, right at the top, looking on uh, on on par for a podium. There, he was, uh, you know, he, he was right up there. And then uh, he said, you know, what with that late pit stop that they uh, decided to bring him in, he missed out on the podium. And uh, he actually said that it uh, didn't make sense. And I have to, you know, I have to completely agree with him. I mean, if uh, Sebastian is, uh, you know, feeling aggrieved and disappointed and frustrated and all those things about uh, what's going on with what's soon to be his former team in Ferrari, 
maybe Sergio is starting to feel the same uh, same way at uh, at racing point. Uh, but anyways, uh, the, the Mexican had to say, quote, I don't know. I think looking at it, it didn't make any sense at the time. You know, the call was very late, but it's always easy to take the right decision after the race. Overtaking today was extremely difficult. I haven't spoken to the team yet. They must have had some reasons on it. Just a painful, painful day because we had a podium in the pocket. It's just hard to digest. I think they're just as uh, disappointed as I am right now. We are a team and we lose and we also win together. In hindsight, it was a wrong call today, end quote. Anyways, the guy that ended up uh, on the podium uh, because of that uh, was uh, Danny Ricardo. Like I said, uh, off the top of the show, Danny Rick, second uh, podium in three races. Um, I guess this time uh, they're not going to go and get uh, matching tats, uh, him and uh, (laughs) Surreal Abitabool, the uh, team principal at uh, at Renault. But uh, anyways, uh, Ricardo said he was smiling when he saw Sergio Perez had to pit and uh, basically gave him the, the, the third place. Although he had to, to, to fight off uh, Tanny Kvyat there. I mean, um, you know, maybe that race goes another five, six laps. Who knows? Maybe uh, Kvyat had a shot uh, at a podium, which he's managed to do before in his uh, career. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, Danny Ricardo had to say, quotes, uh, two and three races. It's pretty crazy. Obviously, we were pretty settled in fifth. Uh, that was our pace today. Claire hung with me, but I felt like I was quick enough to, to kind of manage that gap to him. But Perez was quicker. He was a fourth best car today, but then obviously Max had the issue and Perez pitted under his safety car. I was quite surprised with that. Obviously, I was smiling about it because I was like, well, that's giving me third on the track. I knew hanging on uh, with with the hard on uh, the restart was going to be tricky, but I was more than happy to fight for it at the end. And track position was obviously very important around here. I think both myself and the team were uh, very willing to keep me out on the track. Obviously, I wanted to go out fighting at the end and we came back through and passed us. So be it. That uh, was the position we were in. So I definitely felt it was worth the risk and it paid off. End quote. Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. I think it was um, it was worth the, the, the risk that they took and uh, good for them. I mean, it, it really has been a very long time coming for uh, Renault and not just uh, Danny Ricardo. So, I mean, it was good to see that uh, that, that it did work out for them. But uh, like I said, he uh, he didn't have, uh, he, it wasn't necessarily uh, a, a foregone conclusion for the for the couple of things that uh, that, that he mentioned himself. But uh, Danny Kvyat, who ended up coming home in fourth just behind behind uh, Ricardo said it was uh, what he called brave racing to uh, to to clinch uh, fourth um Kvyat started eighth he was in seventh when uh, when the, the the race resumed at the safety car but i mean he certainly uh, you know he had uh, some f- fresh tires or fresher tires got past Perez got past Albon got past uh, Charles Leclerc i think he uh, maybe uh, caught uh, Leclerc a little bit uh, by surprise there anyways uh, Daniel uh, said quote it was a good race it was a good strong result and yeah, of course, I'm uh, uh, talking and thinking more about the podium because it was so close. Really, really difficult on the restart, but I managed to do some good moves. Da- Daniel just warmed up his tires, and yeah, it was very hard. Very close until the end, but I had to do some brave racing today. I had some fun today, end quote. So good for him. I mean, it's uh, it's good to see some of these guys that you don't usually see getting some good results like that. So uh, nice to see. And I, I think, too, when, when things get mixed up a little bit, and um, it, it's just... I, I do feel bad for Max, but uh, you know the the fact of the is that when these guys are used to seeing on the podium like uh, Hamilton, Bottas, and, and Max, if uh, some misfortune should befall one of those guys, it does tend to mix things up and. 
you know, Ferrari is a complete non-factor. And I think that's why it's made that three-way battle between Renault, Racing Point, and uh, McLaren so fascinating, you know, so far through the season. I mean, we've only got, what, four races left? And one point separates uh, these three teams in the Constructors' Championships. That's, I think, uh, the the one bright spot. I mean, we can sit here and lament, uh, well, for, for, those, uh, for, for those people out there that are Ferrari fans, uh, anyways, that... Uh, they're going to complain and lament how disappointing they've been this year. It's opened things up, uh, you know, behind uh, Red Bull and uh, behind Mercedes. Unfortunately, these three teams aren't quite fast enough yet to be a, a challenge to uh, Red Bull, and certainly they're not a, a challenge uh, to Mercedes, which is uh, disappointing. But it has made an opportunity to see guys in and around that you don't uh, usually see. And of course, uh, Ferrari being Ferrari aren't going to be satisfied with uh, where they are. I mean, eventually they will claw claw their way back, but uh, it it is fascinating to see what's going to happen with that. And I I think not only is it a story to watch the rest of this year, but I think also it's going to be a story to watch uh, next year as well. So uh, this one is a little bit, uh, a bit of an ironic story, and we'll just talk about it now, and we'll pick up it uh, again after the break. Anyways, uh, Fernando Alonso named uh, 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 George Russell as one of Formula One's stars of the future, and of course, Russell had that really embarrassing moment uh, behind the safety car crashing, and uh, that was just very unfortunate. Anyways, uh, Fernando to say, quote, I think there are very talented drivers now in Formula One. They all came with a nice preparation as well with driver academies uh, that build uh, the performance and the talent, just helping them from a very young age. Now they are doing their job. From all of them, George Russell is the one that surprises me every weekend. He, how he's driving the Williams, zero mistakes. I'm really surprised about his natural speed. So if I have to say one name, Russell for the future is going to be my pick, end quote. And I think that Russell, you know, even though he hasn't scored any points this year, I think he's done some spectacular things. He's done some very good things, managed to get that uh, fairly uncompetitive and slow car into Q2 a whole bunch of times. It just hasn't been a one-off or a couple of uh, really fluky performances. I mean, he's been a regular into Q2 this year, which uh, considering how you know, poor that car actually is, is, uh, is, is no short of, uh, you know, a really, really solid effort from a really talented young driver. And to see what happened uh, to him uh, crashing behind the safety car was just unfortunate. Anyways, time for another break here on the Overtime Media Network. Don't go away. We're going to pick that up in just a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Well, welcome back to the show. Yes, we're just talking about uh, George Russell and his accident behind the safety car uh, at uh, at Imola on Sunday. That really was unfortunate. Like I say, you you have a two time world champion and a very respected and and a very good driver and Fernando Alonso praising uh, the you know Russell for being his pick as one of the stars of the future, the star of the future, and uh, he has that unfortunate moment. Uh, it just it's it's one of those things. I mean, you heard the uh, the, the replay uh, from from race radio when uh, uh when, when russell put it into the wall and just kind of came to a, a stop there on the side of the track and he just says uh, you know I, I don't have anything to say or i have no words something like that and i mean uh, what are you going to say i mean it was just it was a mistake it was embarrassing it was uh, the completely worst case scenario and i mean you could just tell from his body language when he got out and then he said uh, he, he got behind the safety uh you know the, the the safety fencing and the and the concrete barriers and he was just sort of sitting there on the grass just away from the marshals he was head in his hands basically you could just tell he was disgusted with himself he was disappointed he was upset and and frustrated and all of those things and you just couldn't really help but feel sorry for the guy anyways uh, george he did speak about it uh, afterwards and he said he will never forget uh, the the mistake that uh, he's made there uh he made uh, a post on instagram later on uh, sunday afternoon where he actually there there is a picture of him sitting there looking rather rather sad i mean he still has his helmet on and everything but the body language and just the the, the position that he's sort of sitting there i mean it says it all you, you can tell this is a guy that's uh, really upset now anyways the 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 the, the caption that he put on his Instagram post was I'll never forget this day, this mistake. I'll learn from it and be stronger for it. I'm so sorry to the whole team. No excuses. End quote. Uh, and he goes on to say, it was a race I was pushing as hard as I could from lap one until then, the most aggressive I've ever been. And I wanted to continue under the safety car because I knew with the guys uh, behind me on the, the hot new tires, myself and the old tires, if I had any chance of getting a point, I needed to be super aggressive. And obviously, as soon as I lost the car, I was already in the wall and it was just gutting. Obviously, really sorry to all the guys. End quote. So, yeah, <laughs> very disappointing for him. And uh, you can't help uh, but feel disappointed for him. Okay, I just uh, want, to, want to move on. There's a couple of things here which I think are very important I want to talk about uh, before we end the show uh, tonight. Um, so one thing is that um, Hamilton and uh, Mercedes, they've uh, deferred contract uh, talks until uh, the, the, the titles are, are both uh, d- decided. So Constructors is already done and uh, drivers yet to be decided. Of course, Lewis is going to win it. It's just a question of time. I mean, he's a mile ahead of everyone. I mean, it's uh, the only real contender is his uh, teammate uh, Valtteri Bajas. And I mean, honestly, he hasn't been a contender, a threat to Lewis since what? The Hungarian Grand Prix back in the summer. I mean, realistically. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, Total Wolf team principal uh, had to say just regarding the contract uh, talks, uh, because uh, Lewis's current uh, contract expires at the end of the year. 
apparently, you know, they're they're still eager and they're still keen on working together, but they they haven't uh, they haven't finalized the contract yet. Any time, anyways, uh, total had to say quote uh, the last time uh, took ten hours. Then we had it done and uh, we finished the day with pizza. There's a lot of trust between us and we keep saying uh, we have to find a, a day. The, uh, the championship is more important. The driver's championship and I completely understand Lewis and Valtteri want to concentrate on that and the constructors for us, end quote. So that kind of sets it up a little bit. Now, uh, this is a, an interesting one because uh, Lewis has come out and said that there's actually no guarantee that he'll be racing not just for Mercedes next year, but he may not be racing in Formula One at all. So this, uh, I think, is a potentially, obviously, huge, you know, huge uh, news, right? I mean, uh, Total Wolf is also apparently considering his own uh, future in uh, w- with Mercedes uh, before his contract uh, expires, and uh, says that he might actually want to kind of step in a completely different role uh, starting next year uh, because he feels that uh, everyone in a team has what he calls a, a shelf life. Um, anyways, uh, Hamilton had to say after the race, uh, "quote." I don't even know if I'm going to be here next year, so it's not really a concern for me at the moment. We have a lot of uh, deep conversations, Toto and I, so I'm very aware of where he is uh, mentally, and uh, we share a lot of and carry a lot of uh, the weight together, I think. I've been here for a long, long time. I can definitely understand wanting to pull back a little bit and giving more time to family and those sorts of things, end quote. So I think that is... uh, it's really, really an interesting uh, admission. That doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that Lewis is going to decide to pack his bags and and, and walk away, but it certainly is a bit of a shift. I mean, uh, before it was uh, like Toto said in that that original quote that uh, that they've uh, last time they negotiated a new contract. It took uh, ten hours and they finished the day with uh, with pizza. Everybody's happy. They all go home. Yada yada yada. So there you go. So it sounds like it's really a, a simple kind of thing, right? To, to get a contract. Sorted out if you're multiple world champion like uh, Lewis Hamilton. I mean, obviously the partnership uh, that they have, the two of them, has been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it's been uh, it's been fantastic for both Lewis and the team. I mean, what they have achieved together is absolutely uh, phenomenal. But uh, like Toto says, I mean, everybody has a shelf life. Uh, everybody. At some point, we'll uh, decide that they have other priorities and other goals in life, and they'll they'll, they'll move along. And I think that uh, you know th- there is a right time and a wrong time to step away. I mean, you want to you don't want to walk away too soon. I think that uh, we, we know plenty of examples, not just in Formula One, but uh, from from all other sports. That uh, one athlete that maybe went out right at the peak and uh, of their career maybe sooner than a lot of people uh, expected and they kind of built that mystique well what if they stayed in the sport uh, for another five years or could, could they how how much more would they have won and then on the on the flip side we've all seen that one guy that's uh, hung on for way too long and uh, has just um, really kind of well, I guess you could say tarnished their legacy to a certain extent by by staying on longer than they should have when they were past their best, or or maybe not being in uh, the the same situation with a team uh, or th- that they were when they were in their prime when they were winning everything. So, uh, like I say, I, I I don't necessarily think that just uh, by Lewis saying that he may not be in Formula One next year means that uh, he's prepared to walk away. I think it just uh, it's an interesting insight to to think that uh, or to to hear from him that perhaps he is thinking about uh, other. Uh, possibilities other things and uh, he's probably realizing too that uh, where he is in his own life at 35 which is obviously not very old uh, for for an athlete in this day and age but i mean uh, at some point i mean 
I know Lewis has said that all these records are there to be broken, and I absolutely 100% agree with that. I mean, he's going to tie Schumacher this year for the, the most world championships uh, with, with seven. It just uh, goes to, puts a question out there. It's just like, when will Lewis think, uh, you know, enough is enough? When will he be satisfied? And uh, when will he think that uh, enough is enough? And I've done everything in Formula One, and I need to move on to that next phase of my life and do whatever it is I need to do. And we all know that Lewis has plenty of uh, interests outside of, uh, of Formula One. Anyways, um, Total Wolf says he actually has a successor in mind for team principal as he sits there and continues to think about what his own uh, role with the team is. And, uh, you know, he has said uh, before that uh, being at the, at, the, at the head of the ship or the helm of the ship, whatever you want to call it, it's actually come at quite a big personal cost. It's really taken a, a real toll on him. You can understand. I mean, it's it's not an easy job. I mean, it, it, it's one thing to, to to sit there and see them all celebrating a, a race winner, a championship. But I mean, there, there's always so much work that goes uh, behind that. And, 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 and Toto being at the top, I mean, he's responsible uh, for it all. Anyways, um, uh, Toto had to say, quote, my situation is a little bit different because I'm a co-owner with the Mercedes of the team. So I'm never going to abandon it because it's just what I love to do. What's better than to be part of a sports team, to be a part of such a fantastic gang of people? Uh, what I said is I believe that everybody has a shelf life and a role. I haven't come to the end of mine. I think I can still contribute, but I think I need to... Uh but I think I need to, to think about the future also going forward. Bringing somebody up, developing him, doing this role is something that is a fantastic challenge for me that will be one of the next chapters. But you will have to see me around for a while, end quote. So there you go. Uh, you know, he was also asked if he has uh, actually picked out a potential uh, replacement. And he says, I have, but I can't tell you, end quote. So there you go. That's a, <laughs> a little bit uh, cryptic. and uh, But it, it is an interesting admission to hear the, the, the two big biggest uh, names in the Mercedes team, Hamilton and Wolf, the, the, the guys that have really helped, uh, you know, take the team to where they are, one in the car and one outside of the car. Um, they really are the, the, the two guys. I mean, there's obviously a lot of people that put it together, but they're the two most recognizable uh, faces. I mean, total for running the team and Lewis for getting behind the the uh, the, the wheel and getting the job done on the track. Uh, okay, well, just uh, one final story before we, we close it down tonight. Uh, th- this this one, um, this is an interesting one. This was um, uh, a quote from uh, Christian Horner, team principal at Red Bull, that actually is uh, from a couple of days ago. Now, he may want to come and revisit this um, <laughs> after what happened at uh, Imola on Sunday. And the quote was, everyone wants to see him retain that seat, end quote. And uh, he's referring uh, you know, to, to Alex Albon. He's basically uh, you know, backing him to, to, to keep that drive for, for 2021. He actually goes on to say that it is Alex's seat. Uh, you know, he he wants him to go out there, have a good weekend. And, uh, well, again, you know, like I said at the very beginning, he's uh, ninth in the Constructors' Championship. He's one point ahead of uh, Pierre Gasly from uh, Alpha Tauri. Those are the two that uh, switched places at Red Bull last year. And, of course, they're always going to draw comparisons. But uh, Alex, again, I mean, is miles off the pace of his teammate of uh, Max Verstappen. He's uh, fighting down there in the lower point uh, pain positions and at the end of the race you know he gets it all wrong on the restart of the uh, of the safety car and uh, and loses it going into the corner and drops all the way down so 
you have to think now that uh, maybe the writing is on the wall. I, I don't know if the pressures is getting the, you know the pressure is getting to him. I mean, uh, there there's been some talk what with uh, some pretty eligible and desirable drivers to be out there right now. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, for example, Sergio Perez, you know, to name just uh, just a few that uh, you know they've been linked uh, with uh, you know a, a possible uh, drive at Red Bull for 2021. And uh, Christian Horner's even come out and said that if they decide to move in a different direction from Albon for next year that uh, they would look uh, outside of the organization to bring someone in. So, I mean, maybe that's got something to do with it. I think that, uh, unfortunately, that restart probably had to do something uh, similar, like we saw George Russell, probably, uh, you know, the, the, the tires weren't warm enough or whatever it was. I mean, that was just uh, unfortunate. But uh, the, the the thing is, I mean... Red Bull is not a one-man band. I mean, Max is a guy that's, uh, you know, really carried the team for, you know, the, the last couple of years, ever since uh, Ricardo went to, to, to Renault. And it just uh, really is uh, unfortunate that uh, Gasly last year and Alex Albon this year just haven't really been able to to, to step up and uh, just to deliver more. Although it is interesting if you kind of go back and compare what uh, what Gasly and Albon did combined last year, pretty much matched up with a uh, you know a couple of within a couple of points what uh, Verstappen and Ricardo did uh, the the last year that they were paired together in 2018. So I think the stat is a little bit uh, misleading, but if you look at these two guys, uh, <laughs> they, they almost mirror each other in their terms of fortune one year uh, year to the next but i really have to wonder if uh, that is going to be one of those things that works against alex albon keeping that seat uh, for for 2021 but i was just thinking what with a lot of these guys under contract on uh, all, all the big names that if lewis decided not to sign a new contract for mercedes wouldn't that really just uh, throw everything into in, in, into in, into chaos in formula one i mean yeah, vettel's committed to aston martin Max is committed to Red Bull for the next uh, couple of years. Uh, I mean, they've got uh, Bottas uh, under another one-year contract for 2021. It would be be interesting who they would put in that car for next year, but then certainly they wouldn't be looking so much maybe next year, but the year thereafter. So, you know, I, I, I still think Lewis is going to re-sign. I think it's just uh, it, it will get done. I think, uh, you know, he's being more reflective than anything, but uh, it would be... It would really you know, create some uh, chaos in the in the driver's market. Anyways, uh, time to wrap it up there. Thank you so very much uh, for listening to the show. Uh, thank you again for your emails and tweets. If you want to get in touch, uh, best way to do so is on Twitter at ScuderiaF1Pod and uh, email ScuderiaF1Pod at gmail.com. That's it. That's a wrap. We'll be back in a couple of days with the regular weekly show. And until then, have a great week. Take care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Scuderia F1 podcast. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, then head over to ScuderiaF1Pod.com. Want to get in touch with us? Then email us at ScuderiaF1Pod at gmail.com.